All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Back again, super consistent with these now. So we are also going to be joined by a guest today, as you can probably tell by the title, a fantastic guest in the form of a newly found IFBB pro. I'm sure plenty of you have followed Josh's journey over the course of this year. Um, fantastic series that he did, The Time Is Now. I'm sure that's pretty much embedded in your brain, The Time Is Now. I'm sure it is in mine. The Time Is Now for uh, your mum to arrive in the podcast. <laughs> Hello. 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 Say hi to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I've, I've missed you, your mum from the YouTube videos, man. She used to appear yeah, on quite a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> Gatty is everything, anything, but I love it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't say that to people. <laughs> All right. Amazing. So, yeah, well, me and George just sort of kicked things off. Um, George has had a, a, a quite a, a sort of a hectic day, a hectic sort of couple of months. Um, but things are looking on the up, aren't they, mate? Yeah, for sure. It's clean slate for me. Um, for people that don't know, I've just recently came out of a relationship today or yesterday. Um, and for me, it's just holding me back, you know. And one thing which I want people to realise is that in life, if there's someone that's I'm going deep here early on in the podcast, but if you're in a situation right now that, you know, you're not enjoying what you're doing and you don't want to be there and, you know, you do stuff and you think, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do it for other people. That, that is a bad sign and you get into bad habits and you constantly do like I've always been a yes man I've always my whole entire life always put other people in front of me and it's got to a point where like now my health has been the worst it's been in forever I've never been this unhealthy which scares me and a lot of it is to do with stress a lot of it is to do with not prioritizing myself and putting others in front of me and I've finally made that decision to do what I want and focus on me as a person and improving my brand. Cause it got to the point, you know, where it's affecting my business. It's affecting my, what I enjoy doing. And the end of the day, I always come first and that's the fundamental thing. And yeah, you know, it could have got a lot worse. Mortgages were talking about marriage, kids, and that's, you know, commitments that unfortunately I wouldn't be able to get out with just, just like that. No. Yeah. So for me to identify that now has been, uh, been quite, quite big for me. And, Funny enough, mate, ever, ever since I stopped smoking, it's opened my eyes up. It's like I said, I was in like a delusional sort of world where I would just do these sort of things to make other people happy. And I, you know, smoke away all my issues, that sort of stuff. And ever since I stopped, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing in this relationship? Why am I not happy? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? And for me to have a clean slate, like, I've not cried. I'm not going to cry. It's, it's, it, it was meant to happen ages ago, ages yeah, ago. Sure. Um, in fact, I probably should have, as, as bad as it sounds, I probably should have done it after my, you know, uh, when I was prepping because we did. Yeah, I remember up. that show day, man. I remember that. Yeah, that was a hard, and it was my, you know, I'm not going to go too much into it, but there, there's been plenty of things that have happened and I should have called it quit then and focused on myself, but I don't regret it at all. I've learned from it for sure. And I know now that moving forward, things are just going to be way better for me in the future, both physique career business everything is going to be i'm going to be happier as well and i'm so much happier now i feel i've just got all this weight off my chest and funny enough my stomach feels better so it just goes to show how uh, how stress impacts everything yeah, it, uh, it's only taking it's taking me now like i used to when people say they're stressed all this sort of stuff I used to brush it off uh, stress manage it you can do that but it really impacts a lot of things in your life a lot of things so uh i'm glad i've been able to identify it mate early doors and, and get out of there although we had good times, bad times, but 
for me, the bad times were outweighing the good times now, and it just wasn't worth it. Yeah. It wasn't worth it yeah. for sure. So. And you know what? Like, just for the listeners as well, <clears throat> or viewers, I did ask George off air whether he wanted to discuss this. And I think it's really solid of him to want to have discussed this at least a little bit and just touch on it because you know, often it's quite easy just to sort of push these things aside, not really discuss them, but this is real life. You know, this is, this is a situation where you could be a listener. Now you're on a walk, you're doing your steps and you're like, shit, I'm not actually happy. What the hell am I doing? And if George has helped you realize that, you know, by, by saying his story a little bit, obviously not going into loads and loads of detail because there's no purpose behind that. It's his private life, but giving people sort of the understanding that, you know, when things aren't right, things should change. I think that's a really, really important message. Yeah, for sure. hundred um, percent. It, yeah. I've just, like I said, like just open up your eyes and look after yourself and don't fall into the trap of being the yes man all the time and, and doing this and doing that. And it's, it's just like your, your, your health and your happiness comes first. And if you are young, you know, you've got so much to look forward to. Like, I'm only 24. I've got so much of my life to look forward to. And I just, you know, holding me back with bodybuilding you know, I'm thinking next year I'm going to compete. What's it going to be like? And yeah. for me, don't get me wrong, I, I, I'm guilty as well in our relationship. I'm not going to sit here and go, I'm the, the perfect person because there are moments and there are things that I need to take responsibility of that have caused the reason why we are where we are today. Sure. But for sure, like I said, if I can, you know, if you're listening and watching this podcast and going, actually, I'm not happy, like you said, AJ, and you can take that step in changing that then for me that's that's great if you can work on yourself or improve on yourself or tell someone actually no i don't want to do that i'm going to do this instead because this is what i want to do again it's it's massive and stop going oh i'm going to do this just to keep you happy and keep the tension low and not cause arguments fuck that for a laugh yeah you shouldn't live your life like that you know you shouldn't live your life like that so uh onwards and upwards mate i'm happy we've got good wi-fi now we ain't got to worry about fucking lagging (laughs) out honestly that's the best thing yeah that is the, it's the, the best, best thing that thing. came out of it yeah for sure <laughs> the wi-fi so yeah Cannot wait we um, can actually we can actually probably get back to like reviewing some lifts we could you know invite guests and you can ask questions and not be an hour behind on the discussion it's it's <laughs> phenomenal so yeah. so yeah talking to guests we've got josh in the waiting room so we'll let him in um i might do a little bit of an update on where i'm at a little bit at the end of the episode if we get time uh, but yeah we'll, we'll get josh on in and uh, see where see where he is at at this stage yeah time is now the time is now the time is now Uh, hello here he is how are are things josh not too bad mate not too bad at all you've been uh you've been all over the place recently haven't you you just got back yeah yeah i went to mallorca for a few days it's actually the only time that my miss could get off so okay we just leapt at the chance and went away good fun yeah, it was really nice. It was nice just to chill out for a little bit and just get some something different than England. Yeah. So you're having like 100 Cokes. Oh, bro. <laughs> bro I lit, like fully had the demon in me, the fiend in me. I was like, I need another one. I was like, it's only fucking midday. I at least want two more after that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm stiff, mate. Fuck yeah, that's what it felt like, honestly. I was like, oh, bring up all those memories of when I was younger. I used to absolutely hammer it. <laughs> You've done quite a few preps now, Josh. Have you found that, you know, doing these things like going on holiday post-show, gaining weight a little bit faster, for someone that, you know, I know how dedicated you are and routine you are, have you found that it's easier just to sort of say, right, this is an important part of the post-show process? Uh, you, you know what? Like, it, 
2019, I found it quite hard because I hadn't really done what I'd set out to do. I, I knew that it probably wasn't possible. Right. But that still doesn't stop me from being like highly competitive. And I kind of, kind of just didn't really, f- I didn't, like, I still, I still relaxed. I still ate a lot of food, but it didn't feel earned. It didn't feel like I felt like I had unfinished business. So I was kind of very just focused on getting back. But this time, like, I, I could, I was like, cool, I've done, don't wait to do this. Is, this is needed. And I can chill out a little bit. But I mean, after five days, I was ready to go back. So <laughs> I, sorry, AJ. I, um, well, I've watched the whole series, mate, and uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's weirdly enough, you used to say the time is now, the time is now. And I kind of knew it was now. Like I had a, some sort of vibe when I was watching your video. I think the time is now for Josh. Did you, you know, you know, you obviously had that plan back this year to, to turn pro and, and, and achieve and obviously you did that. But my question to you is, is, did you expect it? Like, did you expect it to be not as easy because it wasn't easy at all, but did you expect it to be as straightforward as as, as what it was? Um, I, th- I think that was that was a moving opinion. Like that was a moving opinion as I went through the prep. Mm. So at the start, like, like I knew there was a lot of pressure on this year. I knew, like, for myself, I expected it. Like, at, like, not expected as in like it's it's gonna happen, but like I expected it from myself to have put in what I need to put in to be able to get it. Mm. Like, I, like, like a an adherence point of view. Um, but obviously the pressure built and you do obviously think like it's, it's you don't know who's going to turn up and whatnot um, I had expectations for each show um, obviously Portugal was my first like the pro qualifier that I didn't necessarily know what was going to go on and you don't really know unless you get feedback from someone who's watching because you look backstage and everyone looks fucking massive they always do regardless of how big they are <laughs> they all look massive <laughs> and you're like shit what's going on here and then you know they you as soon as the judges moved me into the middle, I kind of knew, okay, cool. They, they want me for the top spot. And it kind of, from there, I didn't expect it, but the confidence grew to knowing that I'm at that level now. And that and that was kind of the, the main difference this year for me. I couldn't say I expected it though. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, AJ. I know you do, got... do you think the importance of going into it with that mindset though is pretty key? Like you started 100%. off the series with the time is now, you knew in your own head that you're going to get the job yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I knew, like I've always been, I've always felt like I've been pretty realistic and like I kind of knew what was going to happen in 2019. I knew that I'd be good enough to win an overall in an regional. I knew that I could nip a bro card on a very lucky day, but most likely it's not going to happen on either side. This one, I was like, right, it's it's happening. I'm going to make this happen. And every every ounce of me believed that from the moment that first video was made, you know. Before that the moment, I walked off stage 2019. I knew that I wasn't going to come back unless it was undeniable. <laughs> That's what we said in 2019. You know, what's it like being a pro? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you get excited already, mate. Yeah, you know what? Like, I think a lot of people say I'm the same guy as before, and like I am, but it it truly like. It made me not not like I didn't believe before, but it gave me that nail in the coffin. Like this is what I'm here to do. This is what I'm on this fucking planet to do right now. This is my everything right now, and I'm right to have believed that it was my everything for the last five six years that I've been working for it. And it was quite really really kind of uh, relieving for me to get to that position. Like right, this sacrifice that I've made for the last four five six seven years, um, it is going to be worth it. And I know I know it. You know, mm, I get that. I think for, for, for me, 
obviously you've you've enjoyed yourself, you've relaxed, and obviously you're going to do that by any means. Um, but th- there's so many opportunities that that pro car gives you, right? With you know, do going into pro shows and just even putting IFBB Pro in your profile, or even on Insta, uh, YouTube, sorry, like just putting that on there, you know, that gives you the whole opportunity to open up to a bigger, better audience. So, you know, that's a big thing for you. That's a big thing. And and for sure, I, I've I've been in that position where you put so much work in and you go like, is this ever going to get rewarded? Am I ever going to get to where I want to be? But now you've got that pro card, like you said, you know, this is what you put on this. This is what you've been put on this planet to do. And, and for me, that that really opens up your eyes to so many things. So I want to make when I was, I've never been, it, it sounds, it sounds quite gay and soppy and that, but I've never been so happy for someone, if that makes oh, sense. Yeah, I must approach. admit I'm the same, man. I'm the same, that. definitely, 100%. Yeah. Very, very happy. Because you know you, you know how much you deserve it as well. That's the thing. Like You can just see the effort level. And when the effort level gets rewarded, that's that's what everyone loves to see. And that's why I think you, you gathered so much positive traction through the series. It was really, really cool to watch, mate. Just want to keep carrying it over. Like, I just, like, want to represent this sport, like, the way it should be, you know? Like, real hard work. You know, go out and chase those chase those dreams that you don't think are possible. And you're honest as well. Like you're honest about most things. Like I've noticed as as I've got older. Like when I was 17, 18, not a lot of, of professionals talked about the assisted side of things, stuff like that. But it's very refreshing. And you've even educated me, and underst- I've understood a lot of it through you just being very honest as well. So it, I think you're one to really follow, and I think that's going to take you quite far because it's a very unique thing being honest like that. In the in the sport, because obviously you have to you have to have limitation with sponsorship stuff like that. But for you to say no, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and being honest, I think that's going to take you take you really really far for sure. My next question is, how much you gain post show? Uh, we're four and a half weeks now. It's twelve kilos. I think I think uh, like I got veins in my abs. I'm pretty lean. I think I look still good. I think I think the one thing that I think I think the drugs do play a part for sure. But one thing that I noticed, right, is what I think happens, and this could, could be complete bro shite. <laughs> I feel like I build muscle on prep, but it's really hard to fill it out with like a couple of days of feeding. But when you do five, six, seven days of feeding, and you really feel like three, four, five, six kilos out, and I'm like, oh shit, like this is like muscle I didn't even think I had. So I almost feel like of that 12 kilos, like cool, two or three kilos of water, four or five kilos of fat. But some of that is like the muscle that I built on prep. Yeah. especially being assisted as well. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that the last time I just filled up and I was, yeah, okay, you lose the midsection a little bit. But compared to when I was natural, I'm like, whoa, like this is muscle that I just didn't think I, I really had. And I kind of just filled that out later on. I know that that uh, like Jared Feather, like his carb ups are mad. Like he literally goes up like seven, eight pounds when he, when he carbs up. And like for me, I was a new low weight after being carved up on stage. So I guess there's a lot to it. Like, it takes a lot to fill out. I've learned curve as well. I think this is, sure. the, this is the argument for being in a position where you can reverse all the way into some shows because yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree with you in the sense that it can't, I don't think you can realistically get all the way full with three, four days. I think you need weeks, multiple weeks of spending time at caloric maintenance, ideally. Um, yeah. I mean, if obviously, you know, people like Jared might go hard for like a couple of days or a very aggressive backload and might get that sort of like super compensation style look which obviously looks very visually appealing as well. But the people that I've seen peak the best ever have been the people that have 
got all the way in and then spent three weeks eating a maintenance. Yeah. And they look, yeah. they look, they look like they've literally done what you've kind of done. They look like they've almost gained muscle because they are totally saturated. You know, yeah. it's very hard to do that though. It's almost like not, hardly any yeah, prep sure. run like that. It's just, you, you work with a yeah. schedule and you know, you, you get to a point where you peak and that's it apart from George's, you know, and then, but if you just continue to do all the expenditure, then you'll just, you know, drive yourself into the floor. <laughs> and complain while you're looking like shit. But yeah, yeah. Um, Josh, I had a question about sort of like, you know, your, your process during the prep. Is there anything that you look back on now and you think could have done that differently or better or what improvements would you, would you sort of look to have within the prep process for next time? Um, I think... I think a, a, um, there's a few things that I'd want to improve on. Granted, I think a lot of it was like, we're talking like tiny minuscule details at this point, but Marginal I think I put a lot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like I put a lot of psychological pressure on myself or mental pressure, which however you want to say, it, I put a lot of, I mean, granted it kind of warranted because of the way that it fell, but I think towards the end, I think the, uh, uh, like I, I had quite a lot of food focus, quite a lot of, unlike almost uncontrollable which I've never really had like I've just consciously made the decision to eat but this time it was really difficult and I, and I wonder whether I just pu pushed myself so hard mentally that I had to rebound some way and my way was just just was just the food right um I mean yeah like I'm, I'm absolutely I'm fine now four and a half weeks later but it took me four you know it took me four four and a half weeks and a holiday to sort of get it under control um that's the only thing that i can think of is is that pressure that i kind of i kind of just fueled it into the food focus and that was just the wrong way to fuel it because it comes back out not necessarily awful the, the, on the way out but like no doubt the food choices that i've been having haven't been helping me too much over four weeks but um other than that um i want to get a stairmaster that's what i want that's what i want to get the, the bike just absolutely blew my knees out um, right and i kind of you think the stairmaster would be maybe slightly better? Yeah, I don't know what it is for me. I feel like you can spend different time of the stairmaster, like some of it coming through the glute. Not that it's, it's mainly mental. You can push a little bit more the heel, a little bit more the toe, and plus it's just when it gets to those depths of prep, getting your heart rate high enough for, for me was quite difficult. And yeah. On a bike, it was just it was I was just brutally blowing my legs out, and I didn't want to swap because I didn't want the difference to be too much in calories, and you overthink it all. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to suffer through it, and like you, and what I probably should have done is, should I just swap this for this? And he would have gone, yeah, do that. But my yeah. um, my question about the food focus side of things, like. I know, obviously, and this is quite a big topic lately about the, you know, if it fits your macros versus a, a cleaner diet or whatnot. And obviously, know that Brightman, TM Cycles, yourself, you've you've used that. Like, I think I remember seeing you having a, a protein bar on prep because that was it. I think it was a protein bar of some sort. And I was thinking, if I if I had that, that would send me nuts. Like yeah. I would be like thinking, what's going to happen with my look, the scale weight, this and that. Could you obviously? Do you think that? Do you think that's contributed as to why maybe post show you've you've taken four and a half weeks to control things because those sort of things that you're sort of drip feeding in, you just couldn't control post work uh, post workout post uh, prep. For sure. Or was it a case of you just kind of knew you was a pro? I'm just gonna enjoy myself. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely an element of that, but like, yeah, hundred percent. I think, I think I kind of just was trying to give myself things that 
were trying to hit the spot, but they never fully would. So I kind of was constantly thinking about oh, that spot's going to be hit straight after these shows. Um, but like, I don't think that I don't think that overly contributed because, like, largely speaking, like bar, like I didn't even have protein bars. To, like, probably had three or four on this whole prep because they take up too many calories. Um, like, for I want to fuel myself properly, so it wasn't like really, really bad choices at any point. I made a bit of protein ice cream every now and again. Um, I don't really get triggers like that. It was more just a sensation of just like, I want my belly to be full. So I didn't necessarily wonder or worry what was going in. It was just, I was just grabbing things that are empty, like half empty out of the fridge, you know? Like, I don't even eat that shit normally. I'm just going to eat it, sort of type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that sort of diet, don't get me wrong. I, I like to be very regimented with eating the same foods every single day because I know like I, I can live without that sort of stuff for a while. But as much as I don't, necessarily like it it works you've proven that that style of and a lot of the boys this year have proven that that style of dieting actually works um and i think maybe it's actually opened up a, a i'm not saying you know everyone's going to do it now but i certainly believe that people you have influenced a lot of people to start maybe going down that route and implementing that sort of diet as well um my, my question sort of for there is like do you think you could have maybe been better this year if you didn't follow that route um, obviously it's very hard to say isn't it but yeah, yeah. you know with my mindset I'm like right if I want to be the best I'm gonna to have to do the what the best does but that's technically not true but at the same time I'm thinking it works it does so <laughs> is this something that you you know want to promote more or is it something a case of you know maybe your when you turn pro because obviously now you're a professional you need to level up your game as a professional would, would you follow a diet like that going into a pro league you know that sort of stuff because other people around you, the best in the world, do you think they're fitting in protein ice creams, protein bars? I'm not saying that you you are, but do you think they would do that? Do you think you would do that? Uh, yeah, I definitely think I'm going to do it, 100%. 100%. Um, I think that, like, especially to the extent that I do it, it's literally like a couple percent out of my, out of yeah. my, out of my 100%. Uh, like, there's extremes to it. Like, 100%, uh, if, if there's, if 50% of your diet is looking a little... Why are you making those sort of choices? I get it. Cool. Like you're probably not going to do. You probably would be better roots. But for me, for me personally, like I'm not having those things often. You know that they're taking up 100 calories out of my 2,600 a day just to hit a spot. Um, yeah. Like other than that, like everything's spot on. I'm not like uh, Joe and TM Cycles. I can't cook that shit. I, I, I keep stuff a little bit cleaner. I'm literally my my meals were literally bagels, chicken, chicken rice, chicken potato, oats. And then if I had some yogurt and some xanthan gum, I would literally just mix it up with ice because it would blow up to ice cream. So it was literally it. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. Having having followed you for like a long, long time, Josh, I know that like out, like your eating structure is very, very regimented. You know, like, sure, yeah. I think that's something that you've you've taken not only not only in your preps, but also in your off seasons. Like you don't you don't slack, you don't suddenly go like off season and then start eating a crazy flexible diet either you you you, yeah, yeah. you, you really have you know like that pause. it's the only way to get it in exactly at your intake <laughs> it's the only way you can bloody do it you know um so yeah i think that's 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 pretty cool to see i think like myself and george both sort of support that idea of, of trying to put you know all your eggs in, in in that basket when it comes to being consistent and from what i've seen from the outside looking in as well is like people do tend to suffer a little more post-show when they've had that level of flexibility the whole prep because then they suddenly see what's possible and then all of those ideas are circulating within their brain every time they get hungry and it's a fucking shitstorm for your head 
Um, yeah. Whereas when it's just fairly regimented, but nice, enjoyable foods, it's like you can make bodybuilding food taste nice. It doesn't have to taste shit. You yeah. can also eat bodyboarding food with your partner like you do. I've saw, seen you yeah. have meals uh, consistently with Amy, you know, like, and that's nice to see. Um, and uh, I think that's also very important at your level, isn't it? That sort of, that message that you deliver because then people will think bodyboarding is a little bit more of an accessible thing that they can do and still have a girlfriend that doesn't necessarily bodyboard and things like that, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I think... I actually think there's a balance because when I restricted myself throughout that 37 week prep, I had one day where I had a, a, day, a day off of eating and I literally couldn't control myself. I had just one day yeah, yeah. and I literally couldn't control myself because I restricted myself so much when I had that food. I, I generally, I think it come down to at the end of the day, what works best for the individual and you, like if you know that that's going to cause a trigger and a problem in your prep, don't do it. Yeah. But if you know that you can control it and you're not bothered about it, then go that route but but certainly you know finding that balance is is really key and i think i think you've been able to do like you said you know 100 calories a day is is on something to satisfy that craving and as long as 99 percent of it is is decent that's what matters really in the end of the day you achieve the pro card so who are we to say that's wrong that's wrong or this is right whatever we we can't say anything because you've, you've proven that it does work for sure so my question now what, what's what's the plan like obviously i know you've gone into an off season obviously level up but can you dive into more of like any particular goals you want to achieve, whether it's lifting goals, whether it's body weight goals or plans for shows or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got, I've got a hernia, unfortunately. So I've got to go for surgery next week. So that'll be like four, I'd say four to six weeks until I'm back to a position where I could probably set baselines and go again. So it's going to be a little bit of a while, but ideally um, have a good old push up from like September to December. I kind of want to, I want to surpass my, I mean, I'm only <laughs> really like five or six kilos. I'm about a stone off where I was in my, in my peak off season. And I'm looking a lot leaner considering. So I'd want to see at least 120, 120, 122 kilos breached. Uh, I was like 117 last, last, last year. So a good five, five, six kilos. I want to put on, I want, I want to be a hundred kilo on stage. So it'd be about three, three to four kilo of muscle. Um, ideally for next year and I want to kind of kind of come, come back and compete in the in the pro leagues and men's physique um, one more year or I say one more off season com- completely focusing on my upper body because my upper body grew really really well um, the last 18 months and my legs grew a little bit but I wasn't really focusing on them so if I could do that again put another three or four kilos kind of in the gaps um, probably compete a little bit later I mean, I always say, like, I, I don't pick shows based off what's easy or hard. I just pick the shows off what works with the prep and the route to where I want to go. I wanted to compete in June because I know that I had June, July, August to do pro show, pro qualifiers. Just obviously got it a lot earlier. Like, I'm going to plan next year like I'm going to the Olympia, you know? So I'm not going to start really early. That Then I have to come off prep to go back on prep. I'm just going to plan it as though there's maybe two or three, four pro shows week in week out and there's the olympia like and i'm going to try and qualify and win you know like that's how i want to do it um and then i'm either not going to win and i know what i need to do mm-hmm. or you know we'll, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. so yeah that's pretty much what's going to happen with your surgery are you what worried at all have you thought about obviously how that's going to look whilst obviously yes. i know you've mentioned you've spoken <laughs> about you've spoken you've got a really good quality you know doctor who's doing that side of things surgeon sorry but Obviously, there are some doubts, of course, when it comes 100%. to it. And, you know, your midsection has always been very clean, crisp, 
very percentage. I've never seen, oh, Josh looks a little bit bloated, looks a little bit watery there. I've never noticed that with yourself. Um, are you, how, is there anything that you're going to do to combat that? Or is there anything you can do at all? Is it just how, how it, is, is it is, what it is sort of thing? Yeah, it sort of is what it is. It's, it's a bit annoying, really. I mean, they're not actually cutting any muscle, so you shouldn't lose any feeling. Um, it is lacroscopic, so it should literally just be a tiny little scar above my belly button. So I'm told the aesthetic, I mean, I, he knows my job, he knows my goals. I said, like, I can't lose feeling, I can't lose the look. And he's like, no, no, you're not going to. I mean, he was 100% confident that nothing, none of that was going to happen. So uh, it's just coming with like a little bit of a stronger mesh than most people would use because obviously we're bracing a lot more. But I actually had, when I did post about it, I had a lot of um, a lot of bodybuilders reach out actually. And actually, you know, they were showing me their pictures and it's just, you can barely even notice it for half of them, which is, which is good, but. Yeah, we'll see. I've I've actually got a scar on my belly button now, which you can't see, you know, from my appendix coming out. So, mm. I mean, that hopefully it just is small like that one. Mm. But that was definitely a concern. It definitely is a concern. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, so look at that. I you going to say something. Okay? <laughs> That's right. I was going to ask about your, like the whole sort of perspective of going up a category and going up to classic in the future, potentially. Is that something that like does drive you at all? I know that, you frequently get this question, mate, but for for, for sure. people that perhaps haven't heard the the current answer, uh, what's your sort of perspective on that in the future? Yeah, I think there's, there's still a level above. I mean, people have to consider, I now can't go like compete as an amateur classic. Like I'm literally, if Zeban wasn't Mr. Olympia and he had to qualify, or Rough Diesel, like I, I compete against that dude. Do you know what I mean? Like that's literally the level I could have been at. So I'm way, way, way off. Um, where that is I, I can put on nine kilos still for my weight category which is pretty handy for me um and I got, i've just got this thing with men's physique like it's the thing that i fell in love with um i'm never gonna say no to classic i wouldn't mind one olympia in each that'd be very lovely <laughs> first person to do that um but i think i think i think right now i've got this thing with men's physique i i, I quite i find it quite hard to think you know, two, three, four years, I think I much prefer staying very focused on a short-term goal and just giving everything to it. Um, so right now, men's physique, but I'm never going to say never to, to classic. In, in the last podcast, you mentioned about pushing pushing blood work a little bit and that you were a little bit worried about <laughs> the prep uh, in the sense that even your starting starting sort of profiles were looking a little little on the edge um how did that end up have you have you had bloods done recently are you happier with with how it went than you might have thought it did or how did that turn out um yeah so i, I mentioned everything except for my blood work honestly um and everything was was pretty good like blood pressure blood glucose all those type of things sure. um i finished i finished the prep two months before i was supposed to which which is going to help a lot so actually the, the the cycle the blast was the shortest one i've ever done like i've never like from my first one third second one and third one that was the shortest one because i, I just compete in one so i didn't have to stay on as long so uh, then i got the surgery so i'm like you know what there's no need for me to get my blood work done now because i'm at least out for another five to six weeks so i'm gonna wait until i get actually maybe two weeks post surgery and i wouldn't have trained and i'm hoping i'm gonna have some pretty accurate results because it's very very irregularly that bodybuilders who get blood work done have not been trained as well so it affects your kidney markers and actually to be fair the kidney markers were the ones that were a little bit dodgy for me and but i trained fucking legs the day before my blood work right so it's, it just skews things too much mm -hmm. so post-surgery about two weeks technically 
should be in the healthiest place, but we'll, we'll and then we'll assess from there. And that's one sure. thing I love about you, Josh, is you're quite extreme with what you do. Um, some, <laughs> obviously, that's that's sometimes that you're negative as well because you know the risks factors are there. But one thing that I've I've learned is just take risk in life. You know, take if you want something, you're going to find a way of doing it. And I've got a lot. Yeah, I, I I look up to you in that in terms of being quite extreme with sort of things. You won't let things stop in your way. Obviously, there is a balance. You know, you can't take it to too far um does that as weird as it sounds does that ever scare you like you know with you and that mindset like I'm quite an extreme person and sometimes like even with my own health at the moment I've just thought of I'm a young I'm I'm young I can recover from it and I actually haven't been able to recover from it um do you feel like for yourself like your extreme mindset might bite you on the ass one day or is it just okay you're not not bothered is what it is uh, no, I definitely think about it. Definitely think about it for sure. Um, for sure, it's one of my biggest fears in steroids. I think, like like a lot of things, you do get slowly, more slowly numb to it. So the guys who have ten, fifteen years aren't thinking about. I've been doing steroids in fifteen years. What impact is that going to have? You know, because they're used to it, they're fine. But I, I'd like to think I'm not going to play that game and be ten, fifteen years down the line still doing big cycles and trying to push things and thinking, oh, I still feel fine because it's not like what that one cycle does to you. It's what the repeated cycling and I did a video on this today actually. And when you get your Medichex blood work, it's in the red or in the green. If you spend more and more time in the red, you know, over a long period of time, that red's going to catch up with you. So I'm not I'm not ignorant to that fact, and I try and take as t- calculated choices as I can to ease my worry about that for example I have you know I get my heart scanned every single year I have an ambulatory heart monitor every single year because I've, I've had a little bit of a heart palpitation issue but that's all sorted um and I do my due diligence but it's still a thing in my head that probably keeps me from from doing something too silly uh not, not I think there is because I don't think the people around me would ever let me would ever push me that hard either um but you don't want to become one of those stories, right? Josh was the kid who did everything right. Josh was the kid who did, didn't did start his first cycle too high. Josh was the kid who talks about biomechanics and injuries. And if Josh is the kid who snaps his peck off his shoulder after talking about all this stuff, or Josh is the kid who takes too much gear after talking about all this stuff, you know, you become, you become that story. And I don't want to become that story either. So, um, but I also want to be real in the fact that you sometimes got to take those risks and, I'm just going to put my wrist out on the table and you can, you can follow the journey. And when I have to pull back and make that decision, you know, people will see that as well. Mm, 100%. It's a sport of extremes at the end of the day, isn't it? Regardless of how safe you exactly. are, you, you can't, mm. you can't expect to be winning pro cards and trying to get to the Olympia and, and, and have everything look perfectly pretty on, a, on, a, on, a, on your blood work. It's just not going to happen. Um, so yeah. Should we do some questions, George? Yes. Happy to do some questions. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, first question is, what were your initial feelings and thoughts like the morning after winning your pro cards? You woke up, you're a pro. What 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 was the what was the feeling? What was what were the thoughts? Oh, I still feel like it today, man. Honestly, I just <laughs> just just pure joy, like relief, just pure relief, ecstasy, pure joy, just a real sense of achievement. It was real, real sense of achievement because. As you guys know, it's a long, long, long fucking journey, right? I don't know. Do any of you guys play RuneScape? I don't know if you ever did. So, oh, when you get level, when you get, <laughs> so like they have levels, right? And there's a top level 99, you get a completionist cape. Yeah. Like I remember getting those and it takes like months and months and months to get one. And like, it was like, like 
getting that cape was unbelievable. <laughs> so it was like getting my achievement cape in real life that I'd put like five, six years into. Mm. Uh, and it was everything I imagined it to be and and more, which um, the the best feeling about it was that I was a little bit like, I hope I was not underwhelmed. I hope I don't just get this card and shh, the balloons burst and that's it. Mm. But it was just, yeah, it was amazing, man. Really, really, really good. Just, just a quick one on that. Has that given you any opportunities that you're able to maybe speak about with maybe sponsorships, maybe affiliate? Has that opened doors up at all? Is it still very early doors? Because I've uh, seen obviously a lot with like Gymshark and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Has that opened up more opportunities in, in terms of that? Is that the route that you obviously see Bum is a big influence for that? And I, sure, I can sure. see that. Is that something that you're looking to maybe go down? Um. I, I don't think the, the doors open up now. I think that the weight of being an IFBB Pro will pay dividends in time. Like people are going to click click on me more. People are going to stick around more. People are going to take what I say with more weight. I don't know. I don't necessarily believe that should be the case, that they should take my word over someone else's word because I've got a card and I maybe genetically got dealt a better card and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but like that's the way it's going to be over a long period of time. So yeah, like I don't, I don't, I don't think, um, actual title of IOPP Pro holds significant weight with like sponsors and stuff but it's going to give me more weight with social media which is the main thing that, that they look at probably 100%, 100%. what's the next goal in life after becoming pro so not so much within the competitive nature of the sport but just uh, in life itself um i guess i want to build my businesses build build my personal businesses into into machines that are going to set me and my family up for the rest of their lives um pretty soon you know like i'd like to do that uh, sooner rather than later both my parents are erring on retirement i want to you know go 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 see the world of them and do things and be able to help them do the things that they want to do for the rest of their lives and same with my girlfriend's family so do you see your investment and time effort going into more let's say, because businesses are never automated, but more of the the product, you know, more of the, it, it sits there, it, it makes money. Yes, you have to be attentive. Yes, you have to pursue growth, but it's not, let's say, coaching and sitting at a desk all day and, and replying to, to actual human beings. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I, I definitely see that, I guess you call it like an online persona, um being like the driver of, of, of a couple of businesses that don't necessarily need, you know, me to be hands-on coaching. I love coaching. I'm probably going to be coaching for a very long time, yeah. but I would like to see my, uh, my scope of how many people I need to client, uh, you know, how many people I need to coach comes narrower and narrower as my other, you know, fingers and pies get bigger and bigger. And like, I've got a few business ideas that I want to, I want to bring, bring to the, bring to the table soon. So I'm just going to keep expanding like that really. Yeah. Awesome to follow, man. Um, would you say there's any sort of like strength standards that you would look at? Like basically the question is natural strength standards before progressing over to, to using PEDs. Is this something you believe in? Do you think there's a, a, a level of strength you should be at before you consider going across to, to the assisted side? Um, some strength is probably going to be correlated with some type of experience yeah. so you know generally the stronger you are the probably more experienced you're going to be uh but you know what i always find this question quite difficult because i always think like when did c bump start here you know he's like 25 or something right 
when when did it start getting probably when they were noobs and like 17 at, at school so sometimes i'm like <laughs> i don't know but uh just like anyone do your due diligence about the about the drugs but do your due diligence about training nutrition recovery understand those things live and breathe them for a few years you know put those platforms down put those baselines down and um then whatever you want to decide you you decide yeah i'd I'd agree with that front for sure um with the coaching clients that you have at the moment what would you say the ratio is between natural and enhanced clients uh probably 80 80 percent natural 20 percent unnatural and um i think probably more unnatural people are coming now because they're starting to see the results of what happens i think probably people just needed to see what the results were going to be i mean it's been three years now that i've been been using and learning as well and kind of being in depth with it um so yeah right about that do you find yourself like the more people that you work with assisted, the more confidence you build in, in that side of coaching. Did you find it quite difficult to do the first few clients that you coached and you're asking, you know, cow more questions or, you know, reaching out to, you know, more forums, like what, um, what sort of, yeah. what sort of approach have you had there? Um, so I definitely like, I invested thousands and thousands in, into, into, you know, um, like seminars or, or Skype calls with with people who I'd consider at the forefront of 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 using anabolic steroids for like a good two years. Like I've only been coaching anabolics for maybe six to eight months. Really, really not very long. Um, I had to also go through multiple issues myself, uh, and then I actually started with a um, like a, a steroid age limit. Like either either you've never done them before or you've done very very little before. And then the more and more I developed my own knowledge, the more I developed how different things work, the, the older the age I would, I would take on. Um, and just build up, yeah, build up, yeah, but definitely confidence builds with, with each person. And, and the more confidence builds in knowing that the approach that I've taken is, it's, it is the smart one, it, is, it makes sense. It is the safer use model. It's, you know, it's unique to each person. There is like, the reason why I don't talk about my cycles because it is actually unique to me. Like, because I've, you know, I've had people on similar things at some at some point and they just don't get on with it so you have to change that and, and adapt on the, on the on the thing so that's why i've got to be a little bit careful talking about it yeah. i'm sure that sometimes especially when you're quite honest you do get people probably messaging you quite frequently about cycles and stuff like that and that probably would annoy the fuck out of me not gonna lie I think yeah it's a little 16 year old kid talking about a cycle or something stupid like that you know for sure. um you, you got to filter through because you get some kids who are just like what's the best gear to take bro and i'm just like you know come on like, let's not have this conversation but then you might have someone who he's 32 years old he's been doing x y and z he's tried this he's tried that and he's lost and you you have that sometimes like, you have that moral obligation to be like right i'm gonna just give you a little bit of a hand and just nudge you in the right direction here yeah, 100%. do you, do you think when you bring your numbers down in terms of client like client total do you think you'll focus primarily on competitors is that what you really are most passionate about sort of getting people on stage or do you or do you like the people that are just genuinely invested in the process regardless of whether they're going to get up there or not yeah i definitely think if, if they if someone's committed that's 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 what i love you know I, I do like the competitive side sometimes it's a bit all in you know, you've got to be all in for those clients. They're really, really all in. Yeah. Um, I think you'd be a disservice if you weren't, you know, talking to them every day, trying to learn their body like your own body, you know. So it is quite all in. So I'd probably just have a limit on those clients. But then, I'll, I'll, you know, people who just want to work, you know, I love people who, who are lost 
and they're just putting their hand up and you just grab onto it and you say, let's fucking go then, you know? And they just like take it and they run with it and they change their lives from it. Those are the most satisfying ones for me. Um, yeah, for sure. What plans you got with um, when I'm R? Like I saw you obviously with the, I think it's a rope, uh, you've got a rope coming out, haven't you? Yeah, but it's the long, a long rope, an long elongated rope. rope. <laughs> yeah. I thought, why is everyone using two? Let me make one. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, like just these little things that you see bodybuilders use day in, day out, you know, slowly but surely, it's all going to be one or more, you know, that's that's the goal, it's just to take over that side of the game. But obviously build build a brand with a lot of meaning behind it, you know, it's a mindset, it's a lifestyle that we like to live. Um, and like, it's a real community, like people, you know, they live it, they breathe it, like I get tagged in 30, 40, 50 things a day on the one or more account, and I'm like, this is, this is just ridiculous that we're building this community and... It's a privilege, to be honest. Like it really, really is uh, to be in this position. So we just keep building that, um, and there may be there may be some supplements on the way, but we'll we'll keep that on the quiet for now. <laughs> exclusive for the people that listen to this. Thing. Yeah, exactly. That is an exclusive. That's a yeah. clickbait. That's, That's something that interests you then, because when I and I know AJ is very similar when it comes to the um, when it comes to the supplement side of it. It doesn't. It's not something that really. I think there's so many complications when it comes to it. Sure. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you need to consider, like even just like taste testing, crazy. For sure, for sure, for sure. Is that something that you're really interested in? Um, for sure. I think, I think I think what I'm interested in is doing things that are just good. Like this is going to be a really good pre-workout. You can take this, you know. This is really good clothing. You can wear this. This is a really good carabiner, better than the one that you use. Like normally, you can use this. Like that's that's kind of where I want to be in in everything bodybuilding. I mean, I don't want to use JP as the model, but JP is is a big inspiration to what he's done. He's he's saturated the clothing. You know, he is UK clothing bodybuilding style. Really, you know, he's the UK gasp if you want to call it. You know, mm. and he's done the same thing with supplements. He's like, I, I take these certain supplements. I'm going to make them really fucking good, and then I'm going to put my name on it because people are going to support me. You know, that's the same thing as me. Like I. You know, I can, I want all these certain supplements that I use every single day. I want the best ones. And I'm sure that other people are going to want the best ones. So the, the hundreds of people in my DM saying, where'd you get this? You know, eventually it's going to be, you can just come here. One of one my dot shop. So. Have you got plans? Because I know you've obviously thought about potentially, you know, gym one day. That's something sure. that are you still thinking about? Or is it something that you're going to do? Because obviously that's a big, big commitment. Uh, yeah. That is. Obviously, you're building up the rest of what you're doing you know there's there's an opportunity for you to do that is that something that you're gonna make sort of like a jp coron exclusive to themselves and maybe trust trainers that are serious or is that something that you're gonna go right i'm gonna take this to a, a whole nother level and we're gonna be a complete brand and this is gonna be the gym that you need to be training at and you need to be moving location and training here all the time yeah. um i'm not 100 percent sure yet because i think a dream like that the the latter one is is slightly out of my wallet by about a couple by about a couple million. <laughs> um, so it's gonna like the dream's gonna have to start small. Um, like I've been really really thinking about. It. I mean, I've always thought about building a gym myself. Um, something something similar to to what that Corin's is, but maybe uh, Corin and Jordan's, but maybe just more geared towards the content side. You know, I want like maybe some studios in there that I can use for podcasts and. You know, bring some more visuals to the thing, and obviously, I can film everything I need to for my for my YouTube in there. Uh, it would be a big big investment, but I'm thinking sometime next year, if I can 
if I can generate enough income this year, basically, if I can generate enough money to do it, then then it'll be feasible. Uh, but I think, yeah, I still think it's going to be a lot more money than I think it's going to be. So it's definitely it's definitely in the pipeline. It's definitely going to happen at some point. Um, First bit of kit you'd buy. First on the list. You know what? It'd probably be leg equipment. Yeah. Like, it probably would. Yeah, but I don't, I don't even, yeah. like, even know that I've just said this whole podcast that I've only focused on my upper body for the last, like, it'd still be leg equipment. It would be, probably have to get on the order list for Atlantis Pendulum because it would take so long to come. That's probably what I'd do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my yeah. To be honest, if you got an Atlantis pendulum and then you just got like one of those prime multi uh, dual uh, cable stacks, you'd be fine. Yeah, you can yeah. train your entire upper body on that cable stack. No, she's <laughs> honestly cable stacks were the one save yeah. my save my quarantine. That did. Yeah, have you seen um, Hunter Labrada's setup at the uh, Labrada Nutrition Place? Dream, that's the dream, that's, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Just like that's the dream. That's in a warehouse as well, so you could have all your one of our yeah. products, everything. Exactly, but that's exactly what, what the dream was. But you know what? In places like London, oh, it's just not, it's yeah, just not possible, crazy. man. Like looking at like a, a place that was like fifteen hundred square foot, which is so small. I think Rotherham must be ten or fifteen thousand plus. Yeah, like yeah, it is. Thousand fifty, sixty thousand pound a year. I'm just like. This is why that's what people rob for and pay for the whole thing. It's actually <laughs> ridiculous. So maybe if my girlfriend gets another job, we'll migrate somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere where you can get a massive unit. Just go like, Texas. <laughs> mate, house prices in Texas as well. Just everything. I know. I know. <laughs> you can it's get a mansion for like five yeah, it's mental. Yeah, it's mental. Anyway, um, awesome. George, have you got anything else to ask Josh at all? I think we've covered, uh, covered yeah, a I think we've covered a good amount of questions. Um, yeah. yeah, all good, all good. Fantastic, mate. We really appreciate your time. And that's a really nice little catch up. Um, thanks again for coming on, dude. Thanks for having me. No worries. Um, best luck for your surgery as well, mate. Yeah, cheers for that. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, fantastic, mate. We'll catch you soon. And you. yeah, I wish you the best of luck with the uh, with the surgery. I hope it all goes okay. Nice one. Lots of love. Yeah, cheers, guys. See you later. Peace. Bye bye. Bye bye. AJ, what's your um? How, how's prep? Because we need a little update from you, mate. Oh, we haven't straight had an update. Straight in, Jesus straight Christ. in. Jesus Christ, you don't even wrap up, Josh. Okay, it was a lovely discussion, up. there, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I love Josh. You know, he's down to earth. He he's very honest. Um, he says it how it is. He does his thing his own way, and I, I kind of respect that a lot. You know. Yeah, for sure. me too. Me too. And, and I know for a fact all of these things are going to come to fruition, like the takeover, the, the gym, the the gym equipment, your, your, your handles, your cuffs, that, you know, everything will be from him. You know, it's already you walk into most gyms and they've all, most of them have got one MR cuff in there, you know. Yeah. So um, that's that's so cool to see him saturating into those industries and definitely inspiring as well. Inspiring for, for me sort of at the very sort of starting phases of a, a little clothing business it's it's inspiring to see him sort of make such huge leaps and progressions into different avenues like whenever i load up the page he's always doing something new and and you know novel it's pretty pretty damn cool um but yeah anyway enough bumming josh let's uh <laughs> update on on the prep yeah so uh yeah everything's going really really smooth actually to be honest i i came up sort of last week so a little bit of training fatigue and a little bit of like interrupted sleep. And I was like, mm. like I was looking at sort of the, the, the paradigm of the pattern since my last 
my last deload, my last sort of phase of pulling back fatigue. And it's been quite a while. It's been sort of six, seven weeks since I've done an actual full-on D volume. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably due one in the near in the near future just to sort of bridge that gap before I, I push harder. Um, and But then I, I sort of reviewed how much caffeine I was having a day and I'd got into that sort of bad habit of just using it as a bit of a crutch, really. So it's getting a little bit of that morning fatigue and I was just sort of using caffeine as like a thing to sort of pull me out of that. When in reality, all it was doing was pulling me out for a little bit and then I just sort of feel a bit tired again. So I basically just feel a little bit more tired, but that's as a result of the poor sleep quality and that that's as a result of the high caffeine. So pull down the caffeine, my sleep quality improved and now my energy is good all the, all the time, all throughout the day. So um, yeah, hit they hit sort of the 177s this morning. So that's now looking at how much body weight off almost 25 pounds and probably at least another 15 to go. Um, actually more than that, nah, 17, 18 pounds to go. In my opinion, we'll see, we'll see what it takes. It might take even more like that. It might take 20, it might take me getting into sort of the, the one fifties this year, which I, I very much expect at some point, whether or not that happens to the first show, we'll see. Mm. Uh, but I'm still losing at the sort of like two pound a week mark. So with being sort of, you know, basically 15 weeks out as of talking right now, 14 and a half. Um, it's more than doable to take off 20 pounds of body weight if I have to. Um, mm. The That two pounds a week isn't at the moment having any negative effects in terms of performance, not having any massive effects in terms of, you know, insatiable appetite or like the only sort of bit of hunger that I'm genuinely being honest with this is sort of just at the back end of the day where I'm I'm less busy um, and I sort of realize, oh, okay, I'm a little bit hungry, but all it is, is like, okay, I've just got to stop eating. And then I just go to bed. Um, it's usually just tiredness really. Um, that kind of makes it feel like you're really, really hungry when in reality, you just need to go to bed. Um, yeah. and Loz has uh, probably noticed that I'm just a little bit more quiet in the evenings. Like I don't really want to chat as much. I just want to just sit and just chill. And that's not because I'm like in a bad mood or anything. It's just because I'm just, I'm running low on energy, like my battery level is down. Um, and that's something that I think, you know, whilst we did talk about Josh and his girlfriend not being involved in bodybuilding, I think sometimes it is important to have someone that does know what that feels like, because when they do know what that feels like, you can sit there with your low battery and let low battery level and they can appreciate that and understand like, okay, I know why you're, you're not chatting to me. It's not because you're being a dick it's because you're just tired. So, uh, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm feeling pretty... What did you say, mate? In, in a sense, it's like you kind of have to like preserve your energy for what's important in that day, yeah. if that makes sense. And you have to sacrifice elsewhere. That's what happened with my parents. My parents obviously kept asking me, you're, you're okay, you're okay. Uh, and obviously my partner at the time was like, you're okay, you're okay. And, you know, I, I just tell them, like, I have to... I've got more focus on my training. My training is going to be important and work. And things like sitting down, talking to you, unfortunately... Or spending time with you. you just want to be on your own sometimes as weird yes. as it sounds like you just want to sit on your own and have no distraction like it came to a point when i i don't know if you ever have this but eating i want to eat and cook on my own i don't want no one around me like it's so weird like i just don't I haven't got to that it. point yet but i know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of like you have to preserve your energy in a, in a weird sense anyway sorry i interrupted mate yeah no i i do agree you really have to sort of just pour the energy into the things that matter and obviously like my from wake until around about 6, 7 p.m., that's that's me pouring it into all my client check-ins, 
the work that I've got there, the training session, the posing after. And then once I've done all of that, I'm like, right, now like, I'm, I'm done. I'm basically, you know, my energy's gone. I've got to just sit down and do basically nothing for like two hours and then go to bed and do it all over again. So yes, yeah, so that's all a rinse repeat process, which is why like, I massively respect people who Ben Howard, for example, great example. Um, he has, he has kids, you know, so he's got to come home from a whole day of you know personal training and coaching. And then, you know, you play with his kids and, you know, entertain them and, and, and smile and put, you know, that's crazy, you know, and that's what I think really shows mental resilience and enjoyment for the sport. And also just shows that, you know, he's, he's learned, he's probably learned his lessons, you know, over the years that he's competed, he's probably got better at handling that balance. We should have Ben on at some point, actually, mate, we really should um, have a bit of a catch up with him and see how his prep's going. Cause he's, he's getting on stage this year. So um, very excited to see what he brings. But yeah, mate, as a whole, sort of my end, cannot complain. And I think that things should roll very smoothly for, uh, for, for the next month. And then I'll be, uh, I'll be sort of into the 160s pretty soon. And then that's where 160s for me is where things start to look like what you would call pretty lean from the front and from the side. And then low 160s into 150s as well we'll start seeing a little bit more in that sort of glute hamstring area and we'll really start to figure out whether i've uh got the minerals to get it all the way this year which i have i know i have i've just got to yeah. get it done so at the end of the day it's just more time spent in a deficit but um i think i think looking at the prep now and looking at how much i've lost even though it's been good from strength retention aspects not had you know, too high apps or anything like that. I don't think I need to get as 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 heavy as as, as I did. And I know I, I I said that even last year. I said I don't think I need to start as heavy. And uh that you know that push up as much as it was effective. I think I'm starting to see that I could have I could have probably started 10 pounds lighter and just made this prep 10 pounds easier probably. Um you know so Again, you should just learn, just learn lessons. You know, I think 190 would have probably been just, just heavy enough to yield new tissue, to yield all of the performance PBs that I hit. Um, and that extra 10 pounds was just sort of a little bit of shit weight that really didn't need to be there. Um, so yeah, live and learn. Yeah. Do you think on do you think that maybe going up to let's say 190, 200 um, before and then coming maybe back down? or maybe sort of then going coming down to let's say 175 and then kind of spending a little time maybe maintaining or doing the calories then starting up like that would be more beneficial so you reap the rewards of going up to 200 pound you maybe come back down a little bit tidy it up then spend that time sort of holding it like 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 i said and then going into a prep yeah i I think there's so many strategies you can look at like what's the best approach should you go up all the way there, come back down, solidify, go again? I think the younger you are, the more that those big push-ups are absolutely essential. I think, you know, when we're young and we can sort of build muscle at a slightly faster rate, we can benefit from those larger surpluses and we're still building a lot of our baseline level of muscle tissue. I think it bodes relevance doing that, you know, but I'm, I'll be 26 next year. You know, I'm, I'm getting away from being a young, a young bodybuilder and I'm moving into sort of a bit of an older dude. So I don't probably need to be doing those massive push-ups anymore. I'm also need to be gaining strength, solidifying muscle tissue, earning density, 
And that maybe doesn't need to be done at such a heavy body weight. I think I could stay a little leaner as I get older. Um, I think that's, there's just going to be benefits in terms of how I'm going to mobilize body fat off the really stubborn areas like the glutes. If I just keep them a bit leaner in the off season, I think they're going to be a lot less of a hassle to get lean in the future. Um, you know, even like my quads, for example, because I've built a lot more tissue there and just I've stayed a little leaner in some areas just due to body fat distribution, they've been so much easier to get lean. I remember in 2017, for example, I had to wait like three, four weeks out to get, you know, quad detail up to my hip. And I've already got pretty much quad detail up to my hip now. Um, mm. so it's just about now it's like with, with the quads, it's just sort of like all of the, the inner workings of the adductors, the inner thigh, all of that will start to, you know, separate a little bit further as we get you know, another 10 pounds off. So, um, but in natural body, well, bodybuilding in general, mate, like I said this to Thorburn the other day, you all, every prep you do, you almost like underestimate how much there is always to come off and you, you always do that because there's always probably another pound that you could probably pull off somewhere. Even when people think they're all the way in, there's probably another pound or, or, or two pounds that they could probably get off unless you're like Ben Howard or Brett Freeman or Brian Whitaker. You know, when you're at that level of just, you, there's literally fucking nothing left to pull. Um, so uh, yeah, but the aim is to get as close to that level as I can with my current level of muscle mass. So um, we're just going to keep pulling away. So exciting times. 100%. 100%. I've got nothing to report about training or anything like that. But No, I know, mate. You're still not training, are you? Uh, it's sad. I feel so small and depleted. And I look at myself and like two and a half weeks, I've never taken two and a half weeks in the six years I've trained. And no, it's hard. Mentally, it's quite hard. But I know, you know, I've been training six years, mate. It's going to come back. So it will. Unfortunately, it will. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. And if anything, I'm using this time to actually give my joints a bit of a break. Like I remember when I before I had a little bit of knee issues or niggles like that perfect opportunity for me to have a, a break and yeah. i'm more motivated than ever to get back into it so hopefully i can give you some updates very very soon yeah. with training. i think i think for sure mate you should take some starting photos when you do start the sort of the rebuild phase because i think it would be really cool like you obviously don't have to post them when you take them but like you can take them and then you can post them side by side with what happens in four weeks after that and then it will yeah. really be a nice thing for people to see oh, okay I've, yeah i've had two weeks off i've been ill or had a surgery or something like that and they mm. can come to that post and see how quickly it does come back because it really really will come back pretty quick mate yeah it will i'm excited for that as well. kind of fresh start as well everything is just needed yeah so sure yeah mate, we've been talking for a while wow yeah, we have we i think just... i think an hour or so so yeah, um fun. yeah when's the next vloggy vlog coming out oh um i'm gonna do like a two-week smoke free update and stuff like that okay and um it's quite hard because obviously i'm not training at the moment so getting any content is like you know especially when it comes to training it's quite easy to do so it's a bit dead so i'm trying to find other ways of doing things and just being myself just even if i just go out for the day with these or much record it and just people seem to enjoy that like when i went up to lake district and recorded people somehow enjoyed watching a video of me just being in lake district, i enjoyed so. it yeah i've enjoyed it Fortunately, that video will be coming down. So uh, by the time you've listened or watched this podcast, it won't be there anymore. Oh, it'll shit. be... Uh, yeah. so, uh, uh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, well, mate. Oh, well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Lovely, lovely podcast. Thank you guys for 
for tuning in as always we really appreciate it and thank you for the support on the one that went live last week um i'm always shocked by the views man i just don't know how like so many people watch this <laughs> and that's on youtube like the know, just youtube like, yeah yeah, it's just crazy. YouTube alone. Yeah, it is crazy. So thank you for everyone that watches. I appreciate yeah. it. And it's, of course. All right, guys. Comment below. So Comment below what? Bottle, as I've got a bottle. Comment here. below bottle. All right. Good Lovely. night.